for public and international affairs. And uh, we're talking about the economics of the coup, uh, which over the weekend, uh, of course, uh, yeah, uh, and unthroned. Right? I don't know if that's that's the word, but dethroned or, you know, uh, the president, the Alpha Conde. And uh, he's currently held in military detention. Uh, and uh, the coup leader and the head of the country's special forces, the guy in charge now, Colonel Mamadi Domboya, announcing in broadcasts uh, on uh, Sunday, which was yesterday, that uh, the country's constitution had been suspended, the borders closed, government dissolved, and a 24-hour curfew imposed. And uh, it does seem, though, uh, that uh, the signal had been sent to many of the mining companies who mine anything from iron ore to gold to diamonds, uh, to uh, bogzite in that part of the world that, uh, yeah, uh, things are going to continue as usual. And uh, I make sense of this now with the advocate Sipo Mandula who joins me now on the line. Prasipo, good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening, Jambo Africa, to the listeners. Oh, Jambo, Jambo. Thanks, Africa. Let's maybe start off here. I mean, just a brief background and history to this particular nation uh, because I guess, you know, there are many places called Guinea on our mm-hmm. continent. So let's maybe clarify that, Jay. First principles. Uh, which Guinea are we talking about here? And more importantly, from an economic perspective, uh, what, what are some of the, you know, uh, a commercial and, uh, I guess, imperial and sub-imperial interests sure, at play sure. here? You know, I, I was so humbled when I was going to stay. Yeah, this is where Nkrumah wrote from, ne? I yes, mean, uh. you know, there's Guinea-Bissau, there is Equatorial Guinea, yes. there is Guinea-Conakry. Yes, yes. Now, Guinea-Conakry is where Mazi had a house there, and his daughter, only daughter, Bonji, is resting there. Mm. That is cultural significance of Guinea to us. Sure. Secondly, it is holding many minerals that you have mentioned, and they are, they are even supplying China, Russia, and almost the whole world. Two years ago, G- Guinea was given an AUHQ headquarters to work on minerals, competing with Ghana and Khaburoni. Mm. Now, with this crisis that you are seeing, others are saying, is there no, is, is it not testing the China's interest in Guinea? Because China has been mining a lot. Mm. We are talking of 100 billion, 110 billion that China has been amassing from uh, Guinea Conakry. Under Alpha Conde, because Alpha Conde came into power only in 2010, by the way. Mm, mm. And only last year he was appetite for power. And only last week again, appetite for more money, he went to increase his salary. And now dealt with security forces, giving them peanuts. But these guys are saying, but we don't have infrastructure in Guinea. Mm, mm, mm. Um, we don't have even the main road from Conakry, the capital city. And now you have this Baxter that you were talking about, that China is roughly taking 50% of it outside Guinea. And they go and make the aluminium aluminium. elsewhere. Mm. And they go and make the aluminium elsewhere. Yeah, all these iPhones that we have in this country, (laughs) they are coming from Guinea Conakry. And the uh, DRC, cobalt, gold 10. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same like the, the copper and the tibalt and the, what we find in the land of Lumumba, DRC. Mm. So you can mm. juxtapose Guinea as a mineral capital city of Africa, the, the same like DRC. But Guinea Conakry now finds itself that even if there is this economic coup, like you have said, only the multinationals were left to say you can operate, you are not affected by KFU. Mm. But we know very well, either this military are going to connive, collude with these multinationals, 
It's the same way Sankara wants us. You know, Mm. I remember that Sankara wants us about the multinationals and this foreign debt. Mm, 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 mm. And and that's where we are trapped. The same like Mali crisis. As me, Gotia, as a military ruler in Mali, he knows what Mali holds in terms of sure, minerals. Sure, sure. But you, when you come back to Hinikonakri, I can assure you, uh, it is having many minerals that yeah. even the whole world it is worried about those minerals because, for the listeners' sake, we can say the mining accounts thirty five percent of the GDP. Mm, mm, mm. Prasipo, so imagine Prasipo, reserves that are there. Prasipo, I want us to pause here for a second because we've got a spot break coming up. But just to emphasize the point that you just made, I mean, it's not just a third of GDP now. If you think about iron ore, yes. the world's largest known reserves, we're not yes. talking about the yes. stuff that's been mined already, the stuff that's mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. underground. Uh, mm-hmm. The largest known reserves are in Guinea-Conakry. Um, and mm-hmm. I think the reality of that is, if you think about the role of chrome or iron mm-hmm. ore mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. manufacturing of steel, everything we have in the world everything. is reliant yeah. on steel. So, uh, yeah, let's take this brief break, Prasipo. When we come back, we continue trying to make sense of the economics of the coup out in Conakry. 18 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories. And, uh, yeah, we shine a spotlight on the latest developments coming out of the West African nation of Guinea and uh, military uprising there, coup. And, uh, yeah, a lot of concerns around the world about uh, the potential squeeze uh, or supply squeeze in the supply of uh, bauxite, which is a key uh, material in uh, the production of aluminium. And uh, I'm in conversation with advocate Sipo Mandula and Brasipo. Uh, uh, I mean, for me, I guess on the one hand, I get the assurances from, uh, you know, this military grouping here uh, to some of the mining companies. But we can't run away from the fact that, you know, in some cases, there, there are also people who might benefit from this instability who are not necessarily, you know, in, in the West African region or in Guinea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and one person was saying, you know, in the case of Bogside, um, I mean, the only other destination that produces as much as these guys do is Australia. Now, yeah, yeah. if there's a supply crunch... That means prices are going to go up. That means this is windfall, happy time for the people down under. You know, Aya, it is said, when you look at 2020, those guys, the mm, carrots mm, of diamonds. Mm, 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 Russia as well. USA. Because you must ask yourself, when the international community uh, coughs, when there is this crisis in West Africa, you must be worried. And when South Africa connects it and, and talks and say that we want to condemn this thing, they can connect with Mira Makeba and Bongi. That's how shocking it is, you know, Aya. Because we have never focused on many African countries. Like I said earlier to you, say Guinea in 2019, the AU decided that Guinea will be an uh, HQ for the African Union. And it says 28 African countries must look at their mining extracts and minerals, how to preserve them, how to manage them. Because it seems that the leaders and families of the president are the ones amassing wealth from the mining industry. We'll never forget uh, the son of uh, Jacob Zuma in uh, Congo, DRC. Yomusepes, DRC. We, we must be worried uh, at some point about the elites and the business community as well as the government and the military. Prasibo? Hmm. And I guess, you know, the, the other dimension to, to the issues that you're raising uh, is the weakness of our multilateralism mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the continent. Because there's this mm-hmm. perception that on the part of many people, I mean, even Alpha Conde himself used to be an opposition yeah. leader. So, so yeah. people yeah. turn clearly, I mean, and, and that for me is also 
giving me some reflection on the Zambian question where people are thinking, you know, this is now going to be the land of milk and honey. Um, so, so that's the one. I think the second one is at times there's divergence between the popular mood of the people yeah. um, and what might be seen at an ECOWAS level as what was right or wrong. Um, how, do, how do we reconcile those two positions in a way that allows uh, Guinea to once again be a sovereign country that is able to determine what happens with all of the rich endowment that it has that we've spoken to? You know, I correct you by the way. So you ask your, you one will ask about do we really in Africa concern about our wealth or are we just looking at political governance because I, what we are going through now is looting. Hmm. We we see looting smugglers and thieves in Africa. And that's why we cannot even find the resonance that we issue media statements, resolutions, but ordinary people have been suffering. Because yeah. like we have said, the multinationals are the ones who are feeling this pinch now. Because investment is losing. I mean, they are, they are now looking at their uh, trades, uh, investment, but ordinary people on the ground in Guinea Conakry are suffering. Mm. And that's where it becomes a key challenge to ECOWAS, to the African Union, to even South Africa. Like I said, we have one of our bones sitting in Guinea Conakry, which is Bonjima Cheba, mm. you know. So we should never forget Guinea Conakry when we have to interpret it sure. and understand the history of that country. Advocate Sipo Mantula, as always, a pleasure, Mafrika. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Advocate Sipo Mantula, researcher at the Tabombeki African School for Public and International Affairs. Just to make us clear on some of these issues, because uh, without a shadow of a doubt, certainly many news reports bombarding us uh, with reports coming through from Guinea. And uh, uh, this evening, uh, we try and make sense and give you some context. In the West, uh, uh, the western part of uh, the continent of Africa. We take a brief break now, and uh, when we come.